Have you ever said goodbye to a friendship? At the moment, I'm in the middle of possibly saying goodbye to a couple of friendships in my life for different reasons. When I don't know, when you get to my age, you start to really reflect on your life. And one thing that someone said to me a couple of years ago is, when you get to 50, you spend your first 50 years accumulating things. And then when you hit 50, you spend the next 50 years getting rid of things. And that has been really true of me. Like at the moment, I'm going through a massive clean out of my house. But I think I'm also going through a real clean out of the things that are my personal friendships and what I want from my work life and things like that. The thing about giving up a friendship, though, is there's so much emotion attached to that and so much shared history. And so I have found it a very big thought process and it's not something I've been able to do lightly or to do it there and then. I haven't been able to just cut the cord really easily. I talked about it with a a very good friend of mine once and her advice was is you write that person's name on a piece of paper and you put it into the freezer because you're freezing them out of your life. Which I thought was hilarious. Brutal. (laughs) Wow, we need to get her on the podcast. (laughs) Frosty bitch. The thing is I feel quite guilty about it because I'm literally ghosting her. A question, have you made it apparent to her prior to this disconnection that the relationship is in the position that it is? I find confrontation really difficult. I will be completely honest I really do. And I have to be pushed to a certain um, point where I just, and then it all comes out like a volcano, literally out of me and things end. But I've just found it easier just to walk away. Now, I know she's probably really confused and probably wants to have a conversation around it, but I actually don't even want that. I just don't want that. I just think I just want it to end. I'm in the same situation as you in that I don't like the confrontation. I don't like having the explicit conversation with someone about why we no longer want to be friends with them because part of me is like, what would that even look like? And what I'm, what is my ask of the person? Like when I have a conversation with someone, what am I asking of them? Are they actually going to be able to change? Is everything going to be able to be something that could be addressed? And if it's not something that could be addressed... I just kind of, I don't, I don't try anymore. And I think often in some of the relationships I've been in, I am the giver. And so as soon as I stop trying, it actually dies a natural death. And so I wondered if that's a kind of similar thing, like what would you actually say if you were to have the conversation? Can I sort of put something to you then? Why is it that with friendships, there's a a reluctance to have a conversation that ends it, whereas with a romantic partnership, uh, after being together for as long as you, you both have talked about being friends, you would not just let it die a natural death, right, as opposed to maybe a casual hookup, which, yeah, just peters out and maybe you don't have the conversation uh, to end it. But relationship a romantic relationship that had been going as long as the one you talked about. So 
yeah, I'm very curious about why it's not the done thing or an acceptable thing to actually sit down and have a friendship breakup conversation. It's I never thought of it like that because say if I was to end my marriage, I would definitely sit down and have a chat with my husband about that. Like I definitely wouldn't freeze him or 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 put his name in the freezer yeah. and have him find his uh, name in the freezer going, uh, why <laughs> Why is my name written on a piece of paper in the freezer? And where is Fiona? Yeah, I definitely... I'm so glad you won't ghost your husband. Yeah, no, but, but it's true though. It's true because the friendship is longer than my marriage. Seriously, mm. like longer than my marriage. Well, I think relationships are different because you have, uh, in a lot of circumstances, you have logistical things around it. And so like uncoupling of that like you do need from a financial standpoint or a living standpoint you've got to figure out all right what's going to happen next like this is the end point friendships are very different because they are very intimate but you don't have those like structural societal ties if that makes sense and I would agree with that because often when you're in a romantic relationship, there is an element where you have the conversation to define the relationship and say, we are now in a relationship. And so therefore, I feel like there has to be a conversation to undefine the relationship or redefine the relationship. Whereas in with friends, it's not like you suddenly go, oh, we are now best friends or we're now like, you know, we don't have those clear conversations. We hang out, we connect and then it's easy to then just stop. That's but I think relationships can be similar with the demise of a friendship in the sense that it takes time to process like whether you want to be in this at all. Like it, it sort of cools off. And I think some people have ends where it is a bit, like I've heard of people who have been ghosted by their partner and they've never actually broken up as well. Like they just disappeared. I think there are, it's not as common, but there are cases where that does happen and people just sort of ice each other out and then just wait for the other one to do the decent thing and be like, okay, well, clearly you don't want to be in this, so we're done. I often wonder if it's part of the way that I've been brought up. Like I'm a very different person now than I am in my 20s, like a really different person and I know that. And, and like in my marriage, I often think with a partnership – um, you're going along a path next door to each other and I wish I could visually show you this and then sometimes someone might stray off the path and take a different path and the other partner might go the other way but what your hope is is you always come back together again at some stage and that's okay straying you know and coming back together but with this friendship I feel like I've strayed so far from that path I can't even see her anymore like there's no way back for me to come back to this pathway and that's why like, I, I feel I'm a total stranger to her now. She wouldn't even know who I was and is actually not interested in knowing who I am. Like, still thinks of me as the old Fiona and I'm not that person anymore at all. And also that Fiona used to be a person who just gave and gave and gave and asked for a little in return. So that's that's what the expectation is of me, but I'm not that person anymore. Now I do think a bit more about I need my own needs met and and it's almost part of um, having self-care about yourself um, instead of putting everybody else first and I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that and I've been trying to show that side of me that I am different and, and trying to explain 
like I've had those conversations that I'm quite a different person and and I'm not the same person that I was but it's almost like a blank like they they just don't see that I am that person anymore so I feel there's nothing left for us to discuss except maybe gossiping about common friends and just feel the conversations aren't healthy and uh, I just don't want to go down that track anymore. Yeah, what I'm thinking of is whether I've been your friend, right? Have I been ghosted or thinking about the times where I've followed up on a friend that seems to have dropped off and whether that's in fact a ghosting about issues maybe that I'm not clear about and that they're just trying to work out a way to have a breakup conversation, a friendship breakup conversation with me. Because I think that's an interesting one uh, in the sense that, yeah, we're all, we're all, I guess, in both sides, on both sides of that coin in a way. There's probably been people in our lives that have, have had an issue with our friendship or our friendship wasn't meeting their needs, similarly to uh, friends of ours that we need to cut out. But I think the two times in my life where, that's, where this has happened it has been a case of having a bit of a friendship breakup conversation uh, with one, which I found really helpful actually, because friendships are so important. They can be just as, or if not more important than romantic relationships. As you said, you've been friends with this person since before you even met your husband. So having that closure, I think was really important. And then yeah, with the other one, if there there was a mutual understanding, because there's the other side of it, right, where friendship actually is just a mutual parting of ways where it was a friendship for a time and uh, you've both moved on and so the friendship naturally dissolves. But this is very different, I think, what you're talking about. It's true. I've, I've had friendships that have just dissolved, not through anything bad, it's just happened, uh, but this is the first time I've ever actually thought, the first time I actually just don't want to be friends anymore. Do you feel like you played a role in getting to that point? Like, obviously, that's how you feel. But like with previous um, occurrences, do you think you could have done something different to get to this point? I don't think so. And and that's why I think uh, I'm grappling it with it a little bit in that, I think to myself, why can't I just, you know, take a phone call or or reply to a message or it wouldn't take much effort from me to do that. Mm. But I just feel it's not healthy for me anymore. It's just not healthy. Like I'm sitting here talking to you three today and and I've known um, you, Amelia, for longer and and I've known um, uh, Sarah and Dash for the last sort of three years now. But I feel like you guys know me more deeply than someone who's known me for 40 years. Like, mm. because you know this Fiona, you know the Fiona who I am today. Yeah, it's interesting though, because I've known you for five years-ish. Oh, and I feel yeah. like I've seen a change in your demeanor in that five years as well. Like I've seen that Fiona, that's like the very giving empath, like will do anything and everything. And like you have shifted as well, but. I, I, like, I guess I'm developing too as a person and it's been fine. Mm. And then there are some people, I think it's like a comfort of, it's almost like going back to your childhood home with some friends. It's like, oh, like it 
it's the nostalgia associated, but you're not that person anymore that she wants to put you in a box of. It's hard. So I feel if we saw each other at a wedding or a funeral nowadays at my age or something like that, it would be fine, you know. I would say hi to her and things like that. But I just I don't feel I have the capacity anymore. And, mm. and yeah, that's a really difficult thing, a really difficult thing. I, it makes me feel cruel, to be honest. But I think that's an interesting reflection you've just had because – it sounds like if you were to meet or connect again, there isn't anger, no. there isn't resentment, there isn't um, negativity between you. And so I wonder whether it's a changing narrative around what these kind of transitions look like. And it's not necessarily that the friendship is broken up. It's just shifted. You're not shifting into a you are dead to me. You are potentially shifting into a you are not in the inner tribe and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. It's hard in this day and age too because silence is far more deafening because there's so many ways to access someone versus like if you were ghosting someone back in the, I don't know, 80s or something, like, yeah, you had a phone, but you also sent, did you send letters in the 80s? <laughs> we you used to send to say. lots of like if we went on holidays we would postcard all the time yeah like, yep yep exchange always. letters absolutely snail mail 100 percent. yeah all the time yeah pigeon lie on the floor with the extendable phone cord so yep. i could tuck myself into my parents bedroom and speak for two or three hours but the cordless uh landline the handset when those became popular game changer yeah mm. yeah yeah and no yeah. privacy, you'd say to your mum, get out of the bedroom. <laughs> but, yeah, my gen had the cordless <laughs> phone, but you had to be charged enough and so you could take it around the house, yeah. So I suppose my question is then, is it okay to give up on a friendship? I feel so, like, for me in my late 20s, I feel as though for me personally, I don't necessarily have definitive ending of friendship conversations. I'm very... Uh, particular about my like I, I'm a big believer of you're, you are the average of the five closest people you hang around with so I'm very picky about that and I have people in my life who I'm like yeah they're a good party friend but I wouldn't consider them as like an influential close friend but then I think as well at my stage of life people are changing and developing so much and so we're all going through these different phases but I don't want to shut doors on people necessarily it's just we're all trying to figure ourselves out so I'm not I'm ne not necessarily going to be there for that because sometimes I don't think it's it can be quite toxic and I think a lot of people will come to me and sort of ask me for answers and I'm like I don't have the bandwidth necessarily to deal with this drama all the time I have been through in the last like 12 months a big believer of just saying how it is I also hate confrontation but I feel like the more that I do it the ease not the easier it gets but I'm just like okay I didn't didn't die nothing imploded like it's it's okay something I just want to unpack from that just something you said at the very start mm. and it's something that was never discussed when I was a younger person was this curating of your friends mm. and that the people that you hang out with um you know make a better you and things like that because I I do read a lot about that nowadays about you need to be with people um reflect where you want to be in life and if you want to achieve things and things like that and it's a really interesting concept for younger people nowadays to like when I grew up 
like you just had friends and it's just, you know, mm. people you went to school with or you played sport with. Is that something that you actively do, like you think about when you form a new friendship? I think I think about, does this bring me value? And it's like, I don't want to sound like I'm coming across as like, it's all about what I can take from a relationship. I think it's like, it needs to be mutually beneficial. And especially in this day and age, we have so much access to so many different kinds of people out there. So like theoretically, if I wanted to just hang out with people who own sausage dogs, I could, I could just say, you know what? You don't have a sausage dog, not interested. And so you're like, I think some people sometimes are sort of struck by this paradigm of choice where it's like, uh, what, what do I do? Because ultimately we have so many people that you can flick a message to in your inbox, but you can't do that and maintain that. And so I think knowing where to make space for the people that you really cherish, if that makes sense. That's so different to when we were growing up. That's such a different way of thinking about friendships. And I had never thought about that before. Then, of course, your generation with a few taps on your phone can just access vast networks of of people to share interests with and be friends with. Whereas, I guess, my generation, microgen, Xennial, Gen X, it was... about physical proximity, really, or who you went to school with and then sort of university. I remember sending my first email uh, first year uni. So, um, yeah, you just kind of stuck, not stuck with it. Your friends, there was just less choice, really, in how how you came to meet people and how you could connect with them. And, and making friends gets harder as you get older. That's a pretty common fact. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I think I'm quite similar to Amelia now, but growing up probably more similar to Sarah in that, yes, proximity mattered and, you know, relied on much more kind of physical forms like letters and notes and and being in the same place as people um, to create those friendships. But now I am curating friends. And I think the reason I'm curating friends is, not just from, you know, shared interests, but how do they make me feel? And I have a lot of people who I've had to let go of, for example, because they obsess too much about diet and their bodies. And I walk away feeling dissatisfied with my own. And I know that's not healthy. And I know like with everything else that's going on with my health, that's not a good energy for me to be around. So yes, I might maintain friendship with them, but they will not be people that I hang out with, particularly when I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable, so tired on a Friday night or um, a little bit overwhelmed. There has to be a time and place for those types of connections, whereas in the tribe or the people who are in my close circle are people who no matter what, I know I will walk away from an interaction, even if we have big conversations going, wow, I thought something, I felt great and I feel energised from that. So that's probably my curation situation. Something I find interesting is um, does that mean that we have greater quality of relationships and friendships? Because I don't think it necessarily does. Reason being, for example, my parents obviously live in a very, very small country town, Bogengate, um, and it's interesting to see their friendships and how they carry those out because they don't have a lot of choice in terms of the people around them because the population isn't that big and in a lot of ways like 
it's kind of almost like being in a marriage that you just got to make work because you don't have any other options. Like they'll go through phases where like there'll be difficult times and a lot of them, they might not really have that much in common other than the fact that they live in this same place. But I think in a way it makes them persist and work through things sometimes with people, but whether that's a healthy thing as well, I'm not sure. But there's a real sense of community and like when things go wrong, people really band together. So really interesting. I um I once heard this quote on um, Modern Family and it was by Gloria and she was talking about her friends and she was saying to her friend, Are you the wind at the back um are you the wind on my back or the spit on my face? And I really did think that can define a lot of the friendships in your life, you know, about whether someone is really supporting you and moving you forward or whether they're just literally spitting in your face. <laughs> I was just going to say that's a fantastic note to end on. Are you the wind at my back or the spit in my face? And Is that how you should friendship? I think someone you should break up with. You're spitting in my face. You're not the wind. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Dash. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ Experiment podcast, and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. If you've enjoyed our show and um, like what you're hearing, tell all your friends and family and hit that subscribe button. If you want to hear our updates and know when episodes drop, follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news. And our original music was composed and performed by the amazing Luke Champion.